The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is Devontae Booker, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, joined by the trash man here for the week 17 waiver wire edition of the podcast. And if you're watching the podcast, congratulations. You're not only joining trash man and I, you're not only graced by our presence, but you, I mean, if you're interested in the week 17 waiver wire, you're probably in your fantasy football championship. So Congratulations to you. Um, Trashman's put it together this week, and there's some interesting interesting options and also just some news and notes we're going to get to here. If you have questions, you can put them in the chat. We will get to them during the pod. All right. Um, Trashman, coming off of coming off of the Omicron variant of COVID, you feeling much better? I mean, I never felt really bad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm completely – where do you think you caught? Where do you think you Where do you think you caught it? Uh, I had dinner with a friend. Uh, I guess last Saturday. Were you at that? Hold on. Were you at that same party with David and those guys that my sister and her? No, husband were at? no, no. Because everybody I heard COVID about that, that one. Thing. Everybody I heard about COVID. that. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't there though. But yeah. no, I actually when I heard actually I heard about it at that dinner. I had with a friend um, and she, I don't know. She was, she's like a ballerina. She was doing like a performance. I went to see her performance and like, um, trash me. How do you know all these ballerinas? You, you, I don't know. You get to go to dinner with them. Yeah, no, I mean, my sister's in nursing school and the, the only way she found out is that they had to give her the PCR tests, I guess, random ones. And so like, she didn't even, they didn't even know that they had it. It's just oh, so wow. wild, man. Um, but anyway, uh, let's let's get to the uh, let's get to the waivers here, and I see that at the very. I think this running back stuff is pretty interesting here at the very top. I, I wanted to say one thing that I made sure and do do last week was with, and it's just say in my case for one of my leagues where I have a stud running back, and it's it's Jonathan Taylor. But I think you can I think you can extrapolate this out is I made sure to go and pick up um, – I saw that Naheem Hines was was available and that, you know, Marlon Mack had been put on COVID and stuff like that. I just got to thinking, you know, if I'm going to have my stud running back, 
you know, having to wait a whole week with all this weird COVID stuff. Um, I, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to go into Sunday and get some weird news on Saturday that one of these guys pops hot with, with, with one of these tests. And so I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea if you don't really have any needs you know, at, at your running back or at, mainly your running back position, because you got some you got some real studs who are uh, who have players in real position to step up that could be available on your waiver wire. It's like we're at a point in time where you can drop really valuable players that are on your bench as long as you look at your opponent's roster and say, well, this is not a guy that he could pick up and, and, and play. For example, like um, to, to pick up Naheem Hines, I dropped Devontae Freeman. And I, I would think in a normal week, Devontae Freeman would probably get picked up, right? But he's not going to get picked up by my opponent. Maybe week. not after last week. Uh. Well, okay. But you know what I'm saying? That, 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 that kind of player, I think – or, if dude, if you just had an underperforming – Yeah, or you can just not pick them up until Friday. But, yeah, but I just – I worry, man. I just – I think if you – I just – I think if you have like a – you know, if you have a Jonathan Taylor or you have a Nick Chubb or you have, you know, just one of these dudes where, you know, one of these players could really, really pop up behind them for some significant work. And that kind of player is available on your waiver wire. I think that it would make some sense to maybe instead of one of these guys that's one of the hot waiver pickups for the week, you could maybe go pick up one of those dudes. Um, it, one of those dudes, it looks like actually is here on the list. Do you think Cam Akers is going to actually play? Because Sony Michelle all of a sudden is looking like he's going to be, I mean, he's going to be a real, I'm not going to say a league winner down the stretch, but man, it's like he's, he's, he's certainly lined up with volume right now. The only thing is they're going to be at Baltimore and it just feels like the way you beat Baltimore is just, we, we saw what Joe Burrow did just throw on these guys all day. The, the secondary is so depleted. Do you think Cam Akers is going to actually play? Um, I think, the, I think, I think he's got a shot. Um, again, it's, it's a situation kind of like with Derek Gore. Um, these are just guys who are kind of on the periphery. Um, and chances are, you're probably not going to need to use them or, or use them, but. I'm assuming that Darrell Williams is only, is available in less than what, 55% of leagues. Obviously he would be the very top one if he was right. Yeah. Right. So if if Darrell Williams is available in your league, go 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 ahead and go go get him for sure. Um you have Dari Ogumbawale on here, trash man, after the James Robinson injury that might end up in my my divorce. Um then my wife I told my wife, man, you can't get in Amon Ross St. Brown whenever you got this guy when you have uh, Tim Boyle throwing passes to him. She goes, Well he's you know, he's been so good these last few weeks. I'm like, you can't get him in. If she would have gotten St. Brown in over, I forgot who it was, over somebody, she would she would have won her she would have won her game and moved on to the finals. As it was, she lost by three points. And if, if James Robinson just would have gotten another another quarter in, another quarter in, yeah, we not, can never predict those things. I'm, I might not be sleeping on the I might not be sleeping on the couch for the foreseeable. I, don't know, I always I always say it takes skill to get to the playoffs, and then everything after that is kind of luck. Dario Gumbawale uh, had played 82% of snaps once James Robinson went out. So he basically played James, James Robinson had 15% of snaps under his belt before he went down of the remaining 85% of snaps. Dario Gumbawale played 82% of them, 19 touches for 72 yards and a touchdown. James Robinson was going to, going to go off, just go off versus the, versus the Jets. Um, 
what do you think, uh, Dore? I mean, is the way you have it listed your preference? Because you, I think you like Burkhead the best, right? But with Burkhead, do we have any worries about David Johnson coming back or like? I mean, I guess there's a slight worry, but I mean, even with David Johnson in, he was getting double digit touches. Um, and I think, I mean, I just feel like Burkhead is. Yeah, I just feel like he's just going to get a ton of touches this week, and he has been getting a ton of touches. And Houston's been playing better. I feel like maybe they're going to just try to go with Burkhead as their, you know, predominant back. Seems to be working for them. Houston, the number uh, Houston facing San Francisco, which is the number twenty-eight matchup initially here on the roster watch matchup tool for opposing running backs. They're also twelve-point underdogs, twelve and a half-point underdogs in a. 44 and a half point spread. I'm not sure that I'm not. I mean, I think I might like Daria Gumbawale better than Rex Burkhead. Not that it matters. You have them both in the same tier. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's an argument for that for sure. I mean, I don't know too with, I don't, I don't know if Trey Lance is an automatic improvement on Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, for the rest of the offense. I get yeah. it. I'm just, I'm just saying when, when I see a 12 and a half point spread and a 44 and a half over under, I'm I, I'm not I just have they taken into account that Lance is going to be starting? Yes, dude. These are Vegas lines makers. Of course. They well, take. I don't know when I don't know when I don't know when the line. Um, well, I mean, I just I'm looking at the roster watch matchup tool and, and, and the line updates automatically every 30 minutes. Everything. Yeah. So, um, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that it's been I mean, people have been sleeping on Houston for the past two weeks and they've been. Do you think Davis Mills no is a, do, do you think Davis Mills is a better quarterback than Tyler Heineke? Uh, right now. Do you if if you were would you be more? Do you think that the Texans can pass on quarterback next next draft? I mean, do, do they have a dude who they can maybe give another year to just kind of see? I mean, he's been kind of so. good. I mean, I think their most pressing issues are on the on the line. I mean, like. If that's if that's the decision I'm having to make between picking up a quarterback with my first pick, which is always kind of a dubious pick, and improving my offensive line or something like that, I would definitely do that. So you also have listed on here. Um, you also have listed on here Jordan Howard and Boston Scott. Of course, that's because Miles Sanders. They said he's they did the X-rays. He they did, was it that they did diagnose a broken hand. They did diagnose a broken hand, yeah. but he's only going to be out probably one week, which sounds wild to me, right? They didn't. Is put it him just on one week? I thought. I thought it. I thought it um, was going to be longer than that. Oh, okay. Uh, well, the report there, and I. I was. I've been making the matchup tool and been putting up the getting the tools up this morning for the site. So I haven't followed the, any new news this morning. But I thought the Sirianni said last night the report was he's going to be out at least a week. Did they put him on IR? I I had thought so, but look maybe. it up. I mean, let's just see. Miles Sa- fucking Miles Sanders IR. Put it in the Google machine. And we'll just do it real quick. I mean, I don't I don't think they did, but let me just look. He's out, he's out this week, but won't go on IR. They they're not gonna they've ruled him out of the matchup with a broken hand, but he's not gonna go on IR. Um, so right now we're on a week to week deal with him, just just as I thought. So He's out this week. Boston Scott, Jordan Howard. If you're having to decide which one you like more, we can just look back to last week. Uh, Miles Sanders got 30% of snaps, so there were 70% of snaps left after that. 
whenever uh, he after he went down, Jordan Howard played 35 percent of snaps, had four targets, um, 11 touches for 56 yards. Um, I think they're only putting him on IR because I mean, they're not putting him on IR because he's already been on IR. And if they do it again, he'll be he won't be able to come back. Right. But, well, but, but what Sirianni said is he, he said he's expected to miss this week. But after that, they're 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 not sure. It doesn't matter. All we're talking about is this fucking week, yeah. right? Okay, so um, Boston Scott played. So of, of the seventy percent of remaining snaps after Miles Sanders goes out, Boston Scott played thirty-two percent of them. Jordan Howard played thirty-five percent of them. And Jordan Kenny, Howard has a stinger right now. Kenny Gain, yeah. So and Kenny, Kenny Gainwell did did mix in. He had, he had he had the one target. I think he played like two snaps. So he could be a little bit involved. But what do you think? Do you think this will be? I think this will be a Boston Scott. 30, Jordan Howard, or Boston Scott, 60, Jordan Howard, 30, Kenny Gainwell, 10-ish kind of split. When I mean, we're in projections, I think it's going to be. I mean, that sounds right unless Howard can't play for some reason. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Boston Scott, you certainly like. You, you, you certainly like I like him there. the most. And then we talked about Keyshawn Vaughn, who we probably have to have on here. Um, you know, he had the big, the big 54-yard run. Uh, one of Byron's favorite prospects of the last couple of years, you know, it was looking like Byron was super wrong on Keyshawn Vaughn, but then he goes and has that big run and just like, geez, man, Keyshawn Vaughn too at Vanderbilt. You don't realize it, but he had, um, I forgot what the stat that Byron always talks about, but like those big runs, those big explosive 50 plus yard runs, Keyshawn Vaughn was actually one of the leaders in, in that, in his class. So he can, he, he can do that. Bruce Arians is saying he could be a little bit more involved this week. And whenever you get, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting to face the number one matchup for opposing running backs is 13 and a half point favorites at the New York Jets. I I mean, that to me sounds like a recipe for, you know, possibly they could get up on these guys. And even if, even if Ronald Jones was able to do something to get the game started, they, if they are interested in getting Keyshawn Vaughn some more run and getting an eval on him, this would be a good spot to do it. I mean, who doesn't, I mean, Duke Johnson went big against these, these idiots. You know, who's to say that Keyshawn Vaughn can't? Yeah, I just don't know how many people are going to be relying on him in their <laughs> fantasy championships. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. How about uh, how, how about wide receiver? You have Isaiah McKenzie right up here at the very top. Obviously a big game last week. I think that had something to do with just the complete lack of speed. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good matchup play to get him against those slow linebackers of the Patriots. Um, but just a, a career day for – Isaiah McKenzie, I think he had – did he have 11 – I'll pull up the snap counts. I think he had 11 – was it 11 targets or 11, 11 targets? Jesus, he had 12 targets and he had 11 catches. He also had the one touch out of the backfield, 124 yards and one touchdown on 85% of snaps. He gets this week to play um, Atlanta. And we've been saving up our Buffalo Bills versus Atlanta – the question is, can Cole Beasley be back in time? He's unvaccinated with COVID. Um, Gabriel Davis is also unvaccinated with COVID. Right. So um, that's why I put him at the top. It just until I see that they're back for sure. I mean, Isaiah McKenzie has is in line for a major role. So let's just let, let's just see. So it's ten. It's ten days. So let's look at week seventeen and figure out what we have to what games we have here that could be like early games and because Ivan is, is it 10 days and then automatically they're back or they're 10 days and then they also have to test pot negative. 
Uh, let's see. Um, so if you go to Sharp Football Analysis, they have the, they have a really good COVID tracker over there, and they have the so okay for unvaccinated if an unvaccinated player or team member tests positive for COVID nineteen. The protocols from 2020 will remain in effect. The player will remain isolated for a period of 10 days and then will be permitted to return if asymptomatic. Unvaccinated individuals will continue to be subject to five-day quarantine period if they have close contact with an infected individual. So they don't need a negative test. They need 10 days of isolation. And then if they're asymptomatic after 10 days, they can come back. Mm -hmm. So let's look at Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley went on the COVID list on 12-21. Gabriel Davis went on the COVID list on 12-24. So we know that Cole Beasley will be eligible to come off of the COVID list on 1231, which is Saturday. Saturday. Um, So that is on Sunday. Let's see. Do we not have any, do we not have any Thursday game this week? Is there no Thursday game? I don't think there's a Thursday game. I'm looking at week 17. This This is the first game. One, two, three, four, five, six. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So, yeah, dude, this is going to be a mega Sunday slate. I mean, we have we're, – we're going to have 15 games on the Sunday main slate, trash man. Golly, this cheat, DFS cheat sheets are going to be a nightmare this week. Um, so, the Sunday games – so, yeah. So, if Cole Beasley could come back on Saturday, then that could be a swindle for Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. Because even if even if he does come back with the COVID fog, and I, I I now believe that the I now believe that there is a COVID fog. If these guys are symptomatic and they get COVID and they're away from the team for ten days, when they come back, some of these guys they don't even play them. Yeah. Like they kind like of Tyreek Hill, yeah, like Tyreek and stuff. I mean, it's been more than just Tyreek. It's been others too. I, 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 it's hard to name them all, but it's like over these last couple of weeks, it's something you've come to notice. It's like just because they're back doesn't mean that they're you know, back. all, all the way back. Um, so I, maybe I cool my chest on Isaiah McKenzie a little bit because I'm, I'm saying, I, I think that a lot of that stuff was opportunity based 85% of snaps. If he yeah. back, he might not be effective, but he will bite into that, in, in, into that volume of snaps. So, he think, would. so we should move him down. He shouldn't be at the very top of the sheet, but I, yeah, I mean, he would still work in the four receiver sets, um, and Emmanuel Sanders hasn't been doing anything. Yeah, um, I, Minion Hunter saying fog and a cardio component they have to. Yeah, dude, uh, and, and 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 Minion Hunter is a uh, Minion Hunter is a uh, certified uh, medical. I think he's what's he, medical. He's like a neuroscientist, man. He's like Minion Hunter knows knows this kind of stuff. Um, okay, so. Uh, but then, I mean, to talk about some of these other guys. You have K.J. Osborne up here. Even though, I mean, is that just because it felt like Adam Thielen's probably going to be set to miss time? He, he, that yeah. ankle, it, it looked like he hurt it really bad, but then I saw him try and kind of get he back He aggravated it, and I don't know. I just It's one of those things where you need, need, need to watch his practice this week. Um, I but, like K.J. Osborne. Who are they playing this who, Who's Minnesota playing this week for the second to for the penultimate game of uh, Mike Zimmer's. It's the like Packers, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Do 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 you think Mike Zimmer gets canned at the end of this year? No. Have you seen Mike Zimmer's girlfriend? 
No. You haven't? No. Oh, dude. Let me just see if I can. Hold on. Mike, <laughs> I'll do a screen share. Mike Zimmer, girlfriend. Do you, you think that she's pretty good looking? Let's see. Here's a screen share. Let me just let me just let me share my screen with you. <laughs> trash man. Um, share screen window. Let's show you this window. Share. You see her? <laughs> yeah. Zim, what are you doing? How, how, how old is she? I don't know. A lot, a lot, a lot younger than him. Yeah. A lot younger than he is. Doing pretty well for himself. I'd, I'd say so. Nice job, Zim. But anyway, <laughs> he's talking about uh he's talking about talking about leaving. Um, you know, he, I, I guess he's not talking about leaving, but uh, certainly, you know, he certainly has some things that he can, he certainly has some business he could attend to if he did decide that he wanted to leave. Um anyway, trash man. Uh any of these other guys besides KJ <laughs> KJ Osborne? You put Alan Lazard and uh Alan Lazard and those guys on there. Yeah, Alan Lazard, Marcus Valdez scanning scaling, just because this is arguably one of the better, one of the best matchups wide receivers that you could have in the Vikings. Um so one of those guys really could pop this week. Um yeah. I saw you put Zay Jones on here. That's interesting to me. I kept on thinking during that game, I'm like, Jesus, he's like the Hunter Renfro this week. Yeah. The volume, he, that, he, the volume he, he was getting. I haven't looked at the snap counts. Let me look at the snap counts real quick. He was just was like, Jesus, man, they're they're targeting the targeting the heck out of this guy. Um was it quite what I was it quite what I remembered? Yeah, he led the team in targets. Eight targets, six receptions for 50 yards on a 75% snap share. Hunter Renfro only threw a piddly, a piddly little three, three, yeah. three targets. Zay Jones finally to come into his potential in year, what is it, five? I don't know, man. The, the, my hands were off the minute that the pants came off at the hotel. <laughs> um, all right, what about the rest of these guys? Anybody else? Just, I mean, do you know I mean, the Kadarius Tony led the Giants in targets. I mean, with a capable quarterback, he, he might have actually done something. Yeah, but he, they're not going to have a capable quarterback. Yeah. Um, Byron Pringle, I mean. They're going to have Kelsey back. Yeah, I know. Yeah, a lot of these guys, I mean, it, it just. If you're in your championship, you're not going to pick any of these idiots up. You're not going to pick any of these Probably not. Up. We got Minion Hunter. He's saying that any Rams wide receiver this week should feast. That's certainly true. I mean, I that's in the if you look at the matchup tool today on the site, Minion, you'll I mean, see that they are that it is the number one matchup for opposing wide receivers. I mean, receivers. like, none of them are going to be. Less than probably sixty percent on them. I'm guessing. Poor, 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 poor minion man. It's been the tale of two seasons for his for his Ravens. I mean, but I mean, I, you can't really take that much away from it because just because of how injured that team has been. I've, I've. Can you remember a team that's been more injury riddled, trash man? You even just think about their running back stuff to start the season. They've had offensive line stuff. Their defensive backfield, like they. I mean. Th- I think I think now that they don't have a single player out of the out of the first five DBs that was even projected to be a a, a starter or a, any kind of contributor to, to start this season. Yeah. Many many could probably correct me on that, but I don't think that any of them are still healthy. So I feel, I feel like Washington was pretty bad this season. 
Yeah, just a, I just you feel bad for the Ravens because it's like they they got a they got a little bit of a window here, you know. They they have a window here. It feels bad to see it slam shut in a sort of a lost season because of all these injuries. Are they completely out of contention? No, well, no, but I mean, look how they can't play right I feel, now. I feel like they could still win the AFC North. <laughs> uh, well, uh, after last week, it's like the, since if you look at five thirty-eight, and who knows what five thirty-eight was some of the track record they've had, especially on the election side of things. But like, it's, it feels like with the NFL stuff, it's probably a little bit more you know cut and dry with how they do the calculations. And after that game, it was basically I, I talked about it on the radio show. It was that was that was nut cutting time for the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, whoever won that game was basically going to like an eighty percent chance to win the AFC North. So I think it's going to be a, 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 t- a tough road to hoe for anybody. Um, Minion saying that Ravens can can with two Cincinnati losses and two wins. So we'll see yeah. if that. I, I, I guess. Um, boy, since he just went off. All right, and, any of the other wide receivers that you want to talk about or. You want to talk about uh, to talk about any of these tight ends? I see you have you have Gerald Everett up here at the very top. As I look at maybe tight end matchups that you could exploit this week, Washington has the number one matchup of the week. Uh, maybe you could go out and look at Ricky Seals Jones, KC. If uh, you know Travis Kelsey's available on on your waiver wire, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they they have the number they have the number two matchup of the week. Tampa Bay, the number three matchup of the week. So, you know, Cameron Brait was a guy who I kind of picked up last week and thought was a little bit sneaky. You could go back to that. It looks like Mike Evans is going to miss this week. Uh, even though he was supposed to get back off of the hamstring, he's, he's probably going to miss this, probably going to miss this week because of COVID. I don't know of his vaccination status, but he was put on the COVID-19 list yesterday. Uh, Detroit has a good matchup this week. Clearly not, not really. I mean, if you want to play Brock Wright or Shane Zilstra, Shane Zilstra I'm not sure that I would – I mean, it's that. that's why Amon Ross St. Brown is matchup proof because they use him like a tight end. Yeah, I should have told my wife to play Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and then also uh, Higby for the Rams and then the Indy guys. The, all those teams have top eight matchups. Uh, as far as the guys Trash Man's uh, recommended picking up here, Trash Man, anybody that you want to hit on specifically? I noticed that you put Gerald Everett in there. Um, he, he's been – He's been somebody that's interested me. And also, you know, he doesn't have a top eight matchup, but he has a top 10 matchup this week. He's got a top 10 matchup. Um, and, he, and, you know, he's been pretty consistent in getting targets there for Seattle. Same with Cole Komet. Um, except, for, except when Jimmy Graham catches the damn touchdown. Right. He said none of these guys are huge upside guys, huge upside plays. They're more or less, you know, just to get your floor. What about What about quarterback? Quarterback Trey Lance. I mean, this is the talk we had earlier, and it's basically to me, um, I, I'm in I'm in one championship where I've managed to cobble through somehow with goddamn Carson Wentz, and I wasn't particularly thrilled to play Carson Wentz this week, but I did notice that Indy before the news came that he has COVID, and we know he's vaccinated. He's he's he or he's unvaccinated, and he does this thing where he puts on that damn mask right after. Do you, do you ever see him put on that useless cloth mask right after games and stuff? Just like, <laughs> what are you even doing? Like, but uh, he uh, he uh, he. Uh, but we know that he's unvaccinated, right? So he's gonna miss the t- he's gonna miss the ten days. He's not gonna be in for this game. Sam, the Indy's playoff hopes fall on our very own golden son from right here in Western Travis County, Sam Ellinger. Um, what do you uh, so? 
my deal is I, Trey Lance already on, 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 on the waiver wire. I'm I'm like to me it's very obvious. If Trey Trey Lance and Taysom Hill are both on my waiver wire, my opponent is not going to pick either of them up because he has like he has like Josh Allen or something. So I have I have my choice, and it's an extremely tough choice for me. So I mean, I'd like to hear your thoughts on your thoughts on how you would how you would. Uh, I mean, we're looking at the matchups here, right? Then I mean, San Francisco they're playing the Texans, I believe. Yep. Um, Which is San Francisco gets the let me sort by team. San Francisco is the number. It's a it's a border it's a borderline top twelve matchup, but it's the but it's the number six matchup for opposing wide receivers. Number ten matchup for opposing tight ends. Yeah, and who who the the Saints are playing? Saints are playing Carolina. Carolina, yeah. Which is a bad matchup for opposing quarterbacks, but I mean Taysom Hill is not your traditional opposing quarterback. He's not. Um, again, it's, I, I mean, it's, they're neck and neck for me. Those are the top two streaming options this week. Those are the top two waiver guys. I mean, you can, you can take your pick. Both are probably going to, I mean, it would not surprise. Why don't you put the over, do you, do you, why don't you set an over under trash? I mean, like what would you, would you put the over under on Trey Lance rushing yards versus Houston? I'd say 45. You think that that would be a. Let's just see. So Trey Lance, what has he done in the games he's actually gotten in? In some games, he's only played for like a half, and he's gotten you like yeah. 90 rushing yards. So Trey Lance so far this year, um, Jesus Christ. So he's gotten you – in the two games where he – so versus Seattle, he got you 41 yards. And then at Arizona in week five, whenever he got to play a little bit more, he got you 89 rushing yards. I would say he's over under like 59.5. And then with Taysom, as far as his rushing performances so far this year, he's gotten you um, a 16, a 32, a 28, a 4, a 23, a 101, a 73, and a 33. So, yeah, you put his – I would put his more like, you know, 36 and a half. Yeah. And I, I think that – I think that that's – you know, that's basically worth an extra passing touchdown. It's yeah, I feel, I feel like I feel like he'll maybe would be more of a red zone threat or, I mean, more li- likely to run the ball in on the goal line. Yeah, we'll see. And I, I also I also want to see, like, if, if the 49ers are going to get Elijah Mitchell back this week, I think that'll that will have that will have ramifications on how they use Debo Samuel which will have ramifications on Trey Lance and all the rest of it. So we'll, we'll just have to work through it. But yeah, those guys at the very top, I think trash man. And, and, and any other ones that you want to hit on before we get out of here? Um, no, I mean, Chicago. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that people really don't have to need to use any of these guys. I mean, it really seems like the running back situation, the running back, that seems to be the most tenable. Um, these guys on this list, um, and then and then and then a couple of the wide receivers, um, and then Trey Lance and Taysom Hill. Those to me are going to be the game changers. Potentially. The uh, the the Chicago Bears are your number one waiver defense this week. They face off against face off against the New York Giants and Saquon Barkley. Is trash man? Is Saquon? I mean, this is looking. Bad. Whenever you watch Saquon Barkley play in 2021, is I mean, is is Saquon Barkley done? I don't think he's. I don't think he's done. 
I just, it's hard to tell if they're just trying, if they're playing Booker as much as they are because Barkley is something's not quite right or they're just trying to, I don't know, split up the the backfield. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but nothing the Giants are doing this season makes a lot of sense to me.